What's good, podcasters? Welcome back to Pod Central. I'm your host, Coach Chris. Today we have very special guest Maurice Evans. If you notice, he's a bear. <laughs> and this kind of fits perfectly for our topic for this episode of AI in podcasting. I wanted to bring on an AI expert, somebody that knows about this stuff more than me. Yes, we've integrated into Pod Central here and there in some very key places, but I love having these experts on to talk about this stuff. So the first question we got to talk about, Maurice, is why are you a bear? Let's just get that out the way. What do you mean, why am I a bear? This is the way that God made me. Bro. <laughs> don't poke the bear. You ever heard that saying? Don't poke yeah, the bear. Yeah. Don't poke. You ever heard that saying? Then I suggest you heed it. Now, the bear is a part of this element of AI really being integrated in our everyday lives, really something that is a matter of fact. We, one of the things that I shared with people months ago was that we had crossed an event horizon. We had reached the threshold of 10 to the eighth power. And once you get to 10 to the eighth on any application, what we have noticed here over the last few decades is that is a world-changing event. The world never operates the same. Even industries don't necessarily operate the same. And so we see this with Snapchat. We see this with Uber. We see this. TikTok did it the fastest at eight months, but ChatGPT did it in just two oh, months. Man. That's 100 million users in a month's period of time. And since that has occurred, we see more and more conversation about it, but now all of the players are involved. Microsoft has been a big player with ChatGPT, but we see Google, we see Amazon has an AWS version of it. We see Bloomberg has put out an AI terminal. We see all kinds of major Fortune 500 multinational organizations are now in a situation where AI is a part of the core of what they do, it's the back end, it's the infrastructure. Man. AI has changed the world. We've been talking about it, virtual reality, augmented reality, artificial intelligence, machine learning, blah, 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 blah. But we have passed an event horizon. The tipping point has occurred. And so I like to keep that present on people's minds when they're speaking to me that everything that I talk about, I've been a marketing consultant since 1992, but everything that I deal with, I got involved with AI in 1984. So everything that I deal with has to do with an AI infrastructure, an AI foundation, AI is fueling it. AI is the electricity, it's the internet, it's the foundation, mm. it's AI is always going to be involved in everything. We're totally revamping every one of our brands, every business I'm involved with, whether it's property management to marketing to whatever it is, AI is an active part of wow. that. I think that I agree with you because it just, once it gets to a certain level where most people know about it or most people understand even the basics of it, that's when right. it takes off and it just picks up speed where I think, with a lot of things, it takes time for a lot of people to adapt, right? It takes time for people to shift over to everything. But there are certain things in terms of technology that are moving faster than that. 
And I love what it's doing here in the podcast space because I see my job as a producer, as a show manager, as an editor, it's becoming easier, even as a host. Like I'm doing 36 episodes in three months and people are like, oh my God, how are you doing that? Man, I have a bunch right. of AI tools that I'm using. That's not just me. That's right. a bunch of AI working for me on the back end. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So that 10 to the eighth is significant. I got to find, I'm looking at a chart here right now. I don't see where Netflix did it because Netflix was a game changer for the industry. But a uh, number of months, Google Translate took 78 months. That internationally was significant change, even though when we look at Google Translate, it's transliterating. And so it doesn't get the context or the real essence of what's being done, but it's enough that you can do some communication with somebody who you don't speak their language and they don't speak yours. Yeah. yeah. Uber, it took 70 months. And that right there makes sense because the thought of Uber now is still crazy when you say it out loud. I'm going to take out my phone and I'm going to order a driver, a stranger, to come and pick me stranger. up and take me from A to B. Me thinking about that in my head, if I'm just thinking about back to when I was younger, when I, I remember taking a bus to the mall on the weekends with my brothers. And that was normal to us to take the bus. But today, kids take a Uber to the mall instead of taking a bus. And that's like normal to them. I couldn't have yeah. imagined getting in the car with a stranger at that age, like 16, right? Facts. But now it's just normal. It's, it's crazy. I love it. I, I'm, I remember when Uber first came out and I was like, I'm not doing that. And I heard people <laughs> were sending their kids to school in an Uber. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're putting yeah. your kids in the car? What? No. Somebody's going to deliver your food. I don't know these people. I'm not just some rando who wants to make a couple extra bucks. No, I'm good. I'm good. Leave me out of this. <laughs> but I should have invested. I should have. <laughs> and you know what's so funny? It's funny you mentioned that because people said the same thing about TikTok. Oh, it's for kids. That's for kids. I'll never use that. And at a certain point, most people downloaded the app and started using it. Like we got to a point where a lot of people jumped on there, even if it's just to watch, even if it's not to create any content. A lot of people had that mindset of, oh, I'm not touching. I'm, I don't want to be on there. But then they eventually ended up on the platform watching the content. And then some people don't even know they're watching TikTok content on their other social platforms, whether it's right. Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. So that part integrated whether you know it or not. And so another one was crazy, Airbnb. Oh. My, and so what's crazy is, so my wife and I, we've just recently moved to New York. And so we've been, we stay in Airbnb. It's actually cheaper. But we're in a permanent Airbnb in an apartment building. And so because we manage people's Airbnbs for corporate housing, right? So we manage this building and we live in the building in one of the Airbnbs. When the Airbnb first came out, I was the same thing. I was like, oh, heck no, I don't know these people. I don't know whatever. We were in Queens when we first got here into one of the Airbnbs. And it's a, it was a basement apartment. And I told my wife, I said, this dude could lock that door from the outside. And then nobody would know. We would just be his He's little stuck. prisoners while he throws down breadcrumbs for us. No, we could scream. Nobody would hear. It would be crazy. And it's because I'm just that old that it's still not comfortable fully for me. <laughs> and I sell these. See, and it's crazy you say that because Airbnb is one of the newest ones that I'm not a part of. Like as much as I travel, as much as I go and stay places, I have never once stayed in Airbnb. You've never and, done it. You have to. I, and this is the thing, though. I love my hotels. I literally will set Damn. aside a budget just for room service. 
<laughs> I yeah, so gonna... we travel with a pet though, right? Oh, so we yeah. got to find yeah. pet friendly hotel, okay? Yeah. And sometimes pet friendly hotels are not good hotels. That's and, true. And so, pet, and so here's the thing. We got, when we started Airbnb as an option, when we were Airbnb and hotel, Airbnb and hotel, just finding the best because when we were traveling across the country, sometimes we're in a spot where it's not any real hotels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like, let's try the Airbnb thing. Okay, guess what? You can get Airbnb for a whole week, a whole month, and you have a kitchen and you have two bedrooms. And you have a yard and you have a... It's, mm. you know some what? points where it makes sense. I'm, I'm telling you 100%, but I, I haven't been in that position yet. I know I'm going to get to it eventually, but I just see... Bro, I see it's, so, many people so, it's so good that I sell them now. It's so oh, good. Man. I manage other people's properties and set up corporate clients into their Airbnb. This is... It changed my mind. So it was... See, again... When you're talking, it was it was in 2016, I think it took them to get 100 million guests in general, much less 100 million users on the platform in a month on Airbnb. When we talk about this, Uber took 70 months. So it almost took Uber seven, six years. It took them almost six years to get this, right? Yeah, yeah. When you look at that, Uber changed the way. So you're talking taxi cabs had to step up their game. Oh, taxi yeah. cabs, you could not. I'm from the age where you call the cab company and that cab may or may not show up. You got to call back to the cab company. Hey, can I get an ETA? And then when a the cab came, you had to be waiting outside whatever time that was or he was out. Right. Man, so that's crazy. <laughs> right. And so now I look on Uber. If I don't like Uber, I got Lyft. I can see exactly where the driver is, how far they are away, how long it's going to be for them to get to me. I prepay. I don't pay the driver. So I don't even have to carry cash on me. I can go out, have no cash because the app is charging. I, so I'm not going to get robbed. The driver is not going to get ripped off because there's not going to be any drive in dash because people do that. They jump out. And they Take don't pay running. the cab driver. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's, so cabs had to step up their game to even compete with this. And guess what? It was artificial intelligence. It was AI. It was the big data. It was the machine learning to help coordinate, okay, what are the peak times? What are the rigs going to be? How many drivers we need? In what areas do we need to have people? Where do we need to do more marketing? Where, how do we coordinate all of this? That was all AI doing all of that, right? Telegram for communication. It took them 61 months. Spotify. Would you say Spotify was a world changer? I would say more so. I'm thinking about if you talk about music or entertainment like that, you mentioned Netflix. I would say more so Apple because just bringing in the way you could have that cloud of music. I remember the trend. I distinctly remember because I used to hustle these when I was in school. I remember the switch from burning CDs with music from LimeWire and selling those. So then people right. are coming to me with MP3 players to then right. iPods. I remember right. that transition, and Apple was a huge part of that. Like, that right there changed my life well, What personally. about the people who didn't have an Apple product? Uh, I don't remember. See, I don't remember Spotify being a part of that, but I remember people that didn't have iPods would have some kind of, like, off-brand MP3 player. Like, 
It was like a no-name kind of brand. Like, I remember having a ton of those around the house. There's a bunch of little ranky D companies where you could still put music on there, but it wasn't like the iPod. So that was kind you, of the you difference. You had to there. put music on it. Spotify yeah. changed for the whole planet that anybody could get any song on demand, no matter what device you had, for free. Incredible. Legally. It took them 55 months. Pinterest, 41 months. Instagram, Instagram changed everything. 30 months. You mentioned TikTok. TikTok ended up becoming the most visited website even beyond Google last year. Wow. And it took them to get 10 to the eighth. It took them nine months. That was the fastest in history. ChatGPT did it in two. Yeah, I don't think anything can be chat. I don't know. I can't foresee something being the way that was. I, I, I can't say that I love the AI be. stuff. There's going to be something created in the future that in a week is going to get 100 million users. That's insane to think about, man. But I think we as humans are getting to this point where we're innovating and creating new things a lot faster than before. But we're also running out of things to build and create, if that makes sense. Like, it's not a lot of new inventions that can pop up. It's more so a lot of innovations that are popping up. Like with Uber, it's just a better version of a taxi. Like it's the I same mean, thing as a the taxi, world, but I a think better version. For the last 100 years though, right? We haven't invented yeah, exactly. yeah. anything in quite a long time. Everything's been an innovation. We haven't invented. ChatGPT is a chatbot, right? In 1984, I was training and coding and prompting Eliza. That was the world's first chatbot. I was doing that in 1984. Man, Eliza came out in 1964. So in 1964, there was an artificial intelligence chatbot that used NLP, natural language processing. So nothing new under the sun. We haven't invented anything in quite a long time, but I, the I, innovation I, is what matters. Yeah, and I, I love it. Is what matters love it. because I'm thinking. I, we have a whole new revenue stream because of Airbnb, and we're able to affordably get established in New York, which we would not have been able to do easily had we not gone the route that we chose to go. So there is a company called Hire, which is H-Y-R-E, which is a car rental company, but people are just randomly renting their own car. So you could rent out your car, but it's specifically for people who use delivery apps like DoorDash. Mm. So they all the app provides an insurance specifically for that. Guess oh, what? That's insane. That, but, that right there is a what? crazy part. I love hacks, right? Guess what? Somebody told me about this and I was like, yeah, but I don't I don't do DoorDash or like I don't do that. What am I going to do with that? And they're like, nah, I'm old. Take a look at it. So I looked at it. I've rented from there a couple of times. You know why? Because you can get cars for $65, $75 a day, no deposit. Here in New York, there's a $99 deposit. But I normally have to put like a $300 deposit when I use like Avis or whoever. $300 deposit, the pricing is a whole lot more expensive. Yeah. The insurance now on this is a little higher. So but it balances out. But you get 250 or 500 or 1,000 miles. I'm like, okay, this is an option here that's sometimes could be a little more convenient 
if you're thinking outside the box to have something to do. Yeah, that makes sense. And so one thing I want to talk to you about was how does this AI stuff, how do all of these changes affect the everyday podcaster? Let's say I just started my show during the pandemic, during COVID, right? I'm not five years in the podcast. I'm just like two or three, two and a half. How is AI going to change the game for me? So the fastest thing that's happening right now for podcasters, I'm doing a talk at one of the podcast expos coming up, is your show notes. Taking your, first of all, you can use something like Whisper, which is open AI, but it's not the only one, but it will understand the voice and it will provide a transcription for you. There's a ton of apps out there that will transcribe your podcast. Now you have a full transcription. Okay. And so anybody who's podcasting and has done any kind of research and is doing any kind of learning has heard the term repurposing content. Yeah. So repurposing your content, one of the fastest ways to do that is to transcribe your audio. Now you've got transcribed audio. From that transcribed audio, you can have AI turn that into an ebook. You can have AI turn that into a tip sheet. You can have AI create your show notes. You can have your AI, uh, and in your show notes, you're pulling out your key points, you're pulling out quotations. In your show notes, you're talking about specific brands or URLs that are mentioned. It will, AI will do all that for you in a matter of seconds. You can then take that transcript and you can take it and you can break it up and create a, some kind of series with that. You can take the transcript and now the AI can learn that and you can issue a press release for your podcast episode. You can take it and create a sales letter from it to sell whatever product or service that you might have going on in conjunction with that podcast. You can take it and it will create, you mentioned TikTok. You can tell it to create some concepts for video shorts or even write out a script or write out a voiceover for video shorts. How many things you want to know, that's just from the transcript. That's not counting the fact that it can handle your scheduling. That's not counting the fact that it can help you come up with interesting conversational talking points, that it can come up with questions that are curated for a specific guest, that it can, I mean, what do you want to talk about? I love that the show notes are the thing that's the most impactful because when I was an, an editor, that was probably the most grueling part of producing an episode. Pain in the butt. Oh, can, my we God. Having to... can we say that? Can we say that on your show? You, you, you're good. You're good. I used to hate having to, first of all, spend an hour and a half editing, sometimes mm. two hours, and then sit there and go back to everything I just edited and listen again to find the key points, to have some title options, to make sure I get every URL mentioned, every book mentioned, every expert mentioned. It just was really exhausting to do all of that. And now... There's so many ways that you can use it, like you said, but show notes, I think, is the most powerful because that's where I get a lot of leads from. When people listen to my podcast and they go and take action, I get a ton of leads from people listen to the show, go to the show notes, click a button there, and then they sign up somewhere. It has been working for me for years, but now I can automate that process. That's why I said I can produce 36 episodes in three weeks. Easy work. But AI is a huge part of that, and shows is definitely where it starts. 
Absolutely. Show notes is the easiest way to get your feet wet. Then you can jump into the AI editing, right? Because now you're talking about automatic removal of all of my ums and you, it's going to remove all of that for you automatically, audio or video. We'll take the green screen and edit the green screen for you automatically. It'll create clones of video and voice and add B-roll footage and it does insane <laughs> all of that stuff at the push of a button. And I know a lot of podcasters out there might be thinking video isn't that important. I can tell you now that as serious as you take your audio, you should take video just as serious because YouTube is here. They're taking podcasting seriously and you're going to get some good results. If you put your content on there, you share that consistently and you have a good presentation to it. The video looks great. I take the time to add in B-roll and all of that stuff to do the titles and transitions and the little subscribe button. I throw that on there. I like to do all of those extras because you get results from it. I've gotten clients from my videos on YouTube, even though my subscriber count ain't crazy. Oh, it's not insane. My view count isn't even crazy, but the right people view my content on YouTube, which leads to conversions. And again, man, the video AI stuff is that's been blowing me away because I just... It's so impressive, man. <laughs> that it's is amazing. Shocking. It is it is ridiculous the level and now Adobe is integrating text based editing in with their AI in the in their suite. So you won't it's not that you're doing something, you're typing and telling it what to do, and it will go through and do that for video and audio. And this is important, even if they're audio only, they can still do some things with AI that's gonna make this amazing. And then if you wanna increase your subscriber count, you can. If you wanna increase your marketing and promotion, you can, AI will help you do that too. Game changer. So I gotta ask you about this. This is an interesting point. With all of these changes with AI and stuff, and it's making it easier for people to create content and repurpose content, what do you think is going to take now for a podcaster to really stand out? Does their content need to be two or three times better because it's just going to be so much more of it? Or is there a specific process you would take to stand it out and separate yourself from the entire marketplace? Great question. And we have seen this question in industry after industry occur over the last hundred years at this concept of automation and technological force multipliers come into play. And you mentioned music earlier. So I spent 30 years in the music industry. My mother was a Motown singer. So I, I have a very strong music industry background. And one of the things I've seen the video production go from linear to nonlinear editing, seen the audio production go from audio analog to audio digital. And these are things that people always wonder about what here's what happens we start out with a weaver who by hand knows how to weave that yarn and it takes expertise and only master craftspeople are employed and then somebody creates a loom and all the weavers are upset about it because <laughs> it's not as good as the personal touch and yada yada but at the end of the day one loom replaces a hundred weavers and all you need is one loom operator. So it creates a new type of expertise. So think of when, when the DAW came out 
And everybody now is getting Fruity Loops and Ableton and all these things. And so now anybody could get in there and start producing music. What you got was a proliferation of low-level music because it was a bunch of loops stringed together. And some people had a knack for that and could do it a little better than others. But the people who understood music theory, the people who knew how to create a melody and a counter melody, the people who understood chord progression, the people who understood how to create a chorus and a verse and a subverse and a bridge and knew how to structure those together and how to keep everything in the same key. And that is what made great music. See, a good tool in the hands of an expert creates a masterpiece. Michelangelo with a paintbrush does better than I do with Photoshop, and I'm darn good in Photoshop. (laughs) You could give me his same paintbrush and we'll do it. You give Michelangelo Photoshop, he would have created something ridiculous amazingly. Like we would have been like, wow, because he has both the creative unction, but he also has the expertise about that uh, art and science of the art, right? So what we're going to see here in every single industry is we're going to see a proliferation of mediocrity. We're going to see a proliferation of everybody just putting... In the last two and a half months, I've trained over 5,000 entrepreneurs on how to use ChatGPT. And the biggest thing is they come in because they've watched YouTube videos and they've seen things and they say, oh, yeah, it's, it's boring. It's tame content. It came out. It was, I wasn't impressed. And I was like, let me show you something. And so when I showed them, whoa, how do you get it to do that? Because it will do it in your voice. It will do it on brand and it will do it at a high level. But you have to have, I was talking with Tom Ziegler yesterday about this. And he was, we were talking about fluid intelligence versus crystallized intelligence, right? And so if you have crystallized intelligence, then ChatGPT is going to amplify that. It's a force multiplier for your crystallized intelligence. So if you're already an expert in something, man, AI is going to produce a masterpiece for you. If you don't know what you're doing, if you're the type of person that doesn't know how to solve a problem, but you can't find an answer to the problem, or you only know how to find the answer, but you don't know how to find the solution, right? People know how to go to Google. They know how to go to YouTube and get an answer, but they can't solve the problem. They don't know how to find the solution. So context matters. How do I, what happens when you create an AI something and somebody says, that's great, but I need you to modify it to fit me, curate it for me, make it bespoke for me in my context, you won't know how to do that because you don't understand the foundational components of how it works, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important for podcasters to accept the AI movement and don't try to fight against it. Don't try to say, oh, I'm better than that. or I don't need to use that. Honestly, you sound like the person that's, I don't want a smartphone. I don't need that. My life is easier without a smartphone. You have a big ass instead of using the map on your phone. Like, don't be that person because you're only making your life harder. You can make it easier by just accepting the movement and then finding ways you can use it in your workflow and your lifestyle. You don't have to do what everybody else is doing, but I think it would just be ignorant to say, I'm not going to use it at all. And I've run into some of those people and it's shocking, honestly. 
there's still television and radio stations terrestrial that still have analog mixing boards. So insane. There's, there's I was talking to a guy the other day and he was talking about the cart. I was like, wait a minute, what? You mean like a digital cart, right? Like, no, we're still using cartridges. Bro, are you kidding me right now? Oh my God. There's always gonna be AI you're gonna be left behind. And in a few, and in a few months. It's going to be a situation where you won't be able to catch up. But it's as you you were talking about how fast things are moving. We're moving so quickly, so rapidly. If you are not at least getting your feet wet right now, you will not be able to catch up. You will be left behind. And then what do you do? Oh man, and that right there is something I don't think people are even thinking of. If they don't you believe don't want to do it. It's and it's scary when people are acting like that's scary to me. Exactly because think about the people who said the internet was a fad, right? Who well, I don't care about that stuff, and nobody's gonna pay yeah. you online and all. Look, man, you can change your life by jumping on these things, and I'm not. I don't believe in jumping on every wave to make a product from it. I'm not saying that, but I do think you should be a part of the movement because it's just going to make what you do easier. That That's literally my only thing that I'm trying to get podcasters to understand is I know you might enjoy the process of doing this stuff, but most of y'all don't make money because you don't have time to put into the other things that will make you money. So these AI and it's tools not are going to give you time back. Yeah, exactly. It's not sustainable. And so there is, I've spoken with all kinds of industries about this, right? And so I'll tell you some groups that are super resistant to this. Writers. Writers hate AI. They oh, swear yeah. up and down. whatever. And you know what? There's probably a guy who believes that unless you have an inkwell that is full of ink that comes from the oil of an ostrich, <laughs> and that you use a feather quill that is from the butt of an eagle and that you write on parchment paper that is actually bamboo sourced from a specific jungle in China, then it's not good writing. And he might be right, but he's not really going to stay employed. I'm sure people will hire him. It was probably great. But that person using Microsoft Word with chat GPT integrated and Grammarly and spell check who in the time that it takes him to write one page has written 16 books. Guess who's going to stay busy. Guess. <laughs> Man, listen, listen, I, again, I think this is why I wanted to do this episode because I just want podcasters to understand what AI is, how it's affecting our industry and how they can use it. So before we go, please let the people know where they can find you and how they could be a part of some of your trainings or get some of that help to get into the AI world. Oh, thanks. Superpowered AI, superpoweredai.com. You can find me there or you can look up Maurice W. Evans. I'm all over the internet. I'm everywhere. But superpowered AI is how we're really doing a lot of these trainings and tools. We're really focusing on podcasters. I'm a marketing consultant and business consultant that's what i am and so i really help people understand the elements of doing the business of podcasting right there is the task of podcasting and that's fun the engineering part and the development and the talking that's great but and not and some people it's just a hobby but if you're doing it as a business if you're doing it to pay bills 
then you want to expand your approach to that, right? And that's what AI helps you do. AI helps you figure out how to monetize your podcast beyond sponsorships, because there's over a hundred ways you can monetize your podcast that have nothing to do with running an ad or having a sponsor. But yeah. those are business principles. Those are business techniques. So if you can take AI into your podcast and use the tools to help you in all of the dimensions of your podcast and going beyond the technician piece and moving to the business owner piece, then you can have something that will take care of your family for yeah. generations if you let it. And I think that's where I want more podcasters to go with this. Maurice, man, thank you for coming on the show, sharing your experience, your knowledge, your expertise. Thanks for having me. We appreciate it. I appreciate you. Man, podcasts can really, I think it's going to just continue to be a major part of culture and society. And so podcasters have this responsibility in their impact of shaping culture. So in taking that seriously, we want to have the best tools, just like we want the best microphone, man, those other soft skills, those other elements, those other dimensions, man, we use those tools.